Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to The Blodgett Show. Welcome to episode 28. guys welcome appreciate you being here my name is chris i'm your host and if you're new to this podcast feel free to go back to episode one and catch up that is of course if you want to otherwise y'all you know what i say welcome aboard so tonight's topic and i again it's kind of uh, kind of like the last episode i did i'm kind of you know, just out here working, and I'm going, oh, what do I talk about next time, you know, next episode? It's like, what do I do? What do I do? Sometimes there's so many different possibilities, and it's like, I can't decide on one. So, I think for tonight, our topic is going to be, never take anything for granted. for this topic and I'm going to kind of talk about something without actually mentioning specifics or names you know (laughs) but uh, someone we know uh, my wife was telling me about it she said that this uh, couple I'm pretty sure well she said that she was under the impression that they had gone to church but afterwards she said I don't know for a fact we've gone to church so we should you know that day or whatever so we should like, don't say anything I'm like well I'm not gonna don't worry I'm not gonna post anything about it you know on Facebook or anything so but indirectly I'll talk about it here you know that's like I said I'm not gonna mention names or whatever but uh based on what we heard was that this uh this married couple went to went to church and Within the past like couple weeks, they've been talking about how they wanted to downsize their their house, you know, go get go to like a smaller house so they can retire, you know, not need not have as much room, obviously. But um, you know, from what we heard, they went to church, and then when they came home, her uh, husband had a massive heart attack and died on Sunday, and so I was out running errands and. Uh, wife called pretty much we're heading back towards the uh, towards the apartment so I went, went with the kiddo to Goodwill and you know we walked around and checked some stuff out and uh, her and a friend went to Michael's and uh, well actually I guess she went into Michael's um, then we went to Goodwill and all that fun stuff. Actually, we checked out a few few different places, actually. Um, there was, like, like this, this record store that she wanted to check out in uh, downtown. And so we went and found the place. And, the other, and uh, it was a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool-looking shop. Had, uh, it was like a, like a long... Kind of, kind of a long layout, kind of. 
they, they, they had a little, like, uh, stage where they had, like, some cardboard cutouts of, like, some, you know, rock stars or whatever, and, you know, music was playing in the background, and a lot of records, like, a couple of rows of records or whatever, but, of course, like, you know, none of them were cheap, cheap, they were, like, 30, 40, 50, 100 bucks, you know, but a really, really cool layout. I was joking with, with the kiddo, saying, like, ah, oh, we'd be cool for us to end up you know, if we were to open a like a, a restaurant, actually, to open a place that looks like that, and um, have the stage, maybe have a band performing, you know. So, but uh, took some pictures, you know, to send to the wife because she was at home. And I was like, this place is pretty cool. I was like, I don't like. Obviously, we just looked around. Plus, they had a had a. No, I guess not in that place, but. Uh, but I was basically sending pictures to the wife, letting her know, like, oh, yeah, this place is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, but then we, you know, she wanted to try this uh, thrift shop that was like a couple miles away from there, still downtown. And uh, we went, we, you know, we walk in, and this, this thrift shop had a freaking bar. And I was like, oh wow. So like left side of the left side of the uh, facility was like, you know, the long countertop with a bunch of like stools or whatever and you know there's a bartender back there cleaning cleaning cups or whatever and I'm like there's a bar and a freaking thrift shop I was like that's cool you know walked around checked out some stuff I mean like everything in there is pretty uh, pretty pricey too but I think my kiddo spent like 20 like 25 or 35 bucks or something just got a couple things you know but you know, I went and uh, swung through Panda Express on the way on the way back home. Um, well, actually, I was thinking we were going to be grocery shopping that day, so I was like, I told, told the kid, I was like, I don't want to go into the grocery store hungry, so I'm, like, I'm going to go get some food, get some Chinese for me and mom, and we'll go and pick something up for you, like a quesadilla or a burger, you know, like a hamburger or something. And um, she was like, all right, that's cool. So we got the food, we're on our way home, and my wife calls, and she's like, tell me about it, whatever, and she's, I was like, oh man, that sucks, you know, as far as like the, the spouse passing away, something, whatever, I was like, man, and I think, like, whatever, <clears throat> so, I mean, that's, just, that's part of the inspiration for this episode, guys, um, I keep having to pause and drink some water because, of course, like I keep having this itch in my throat. I'm like, man, so doing this episode's a little, uh, a little bit of a challenge right now. <laughs> but I'm, uh, you know, and running a little bit late because I don't normally get these. Uh, the goal is to get these episodes posted every Tuesday and Friday between five and six Central Time, and of course, like it's like 10:30 at night. I'm gonna go ahead. And I'm just basically trying to get it so I can knock it out and, you know, get it posted. So that way, keep some, stay somewhat on schedule, you know. But um, but that was where the inspiration for this uh, this episode kind of came from. And it, you know, even though like we're not really close with this this couple, like we weren't close with them at all. Um, we do have some contact with them, but we're not like yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't call us friends. But you know, I, it's like. Even even my worst enemy, you know, any worst enemies that we might have or whatever, I would I still wouldn't wish that kind of pain on anybody. You know, 
losing a loved one, like having a death in the family, somebody, you know, somebody that means a lot to that person. Especially when one minute they're there, the next minute they're just gone. That, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And we've only gone through that with, I mean, we, we have lost a few family members, but the past couple years, like, we lost, um, you know, because we're a three-cat household. And, uh, always had you know, we've, we've been that way for quite a while and two part like with two years in a row we lost um, we basically lost one of our one of our cats one of our fur kiddos um, basically one of them just stopped you know our, old, our oldest cat ginger we'd had her since Iowa and um, so she was she was the one that had been with us the longest. And then, um, you know, just one day she was acting. Well, actually, over the weekend that, that year that she passed, um, over the weekend I happened to, like, you know, just hanging out of my days off, whatever. And I happened to notice that she's, she's walking around the apartment. She's walking around a little funny. I thought, well, maybe she doesn't feel good or whatever. But the next day she would barely move. She was late and she's laying around not moving really on crap. So I ended up holding her uh, a couple hours before she passed. Of course, like I couldn't stay up because I had to work the next day. And it was like crap. I don't want to. I don't want to lay down here on your pillow and have you die by yourself. You know. But I was like, I gotta get to bed. That kind of sucks. So it's like one like cup. It's one of those things, you know. Like we lost her. And I immediately was thinking about like a couple days prior when, when everything seemed fine and you know we're holding her and she's, she's cuddling with us. Then the following week, she's she's gone. She's not with us anymore. And then same thing with our uh, the next oldest cat. The following year, Coconut, mostly white cat with like some black spots on her. And uh, never really she was never really a huge fan of mine. I think she had a guy. Um, she had a guy, um, like a, either a guy owner or maybe there was like some male kids or something, you know, that had lived with us. We rescued her from another household, like they put her up for adoption and we basically, we, you know, we adopted her and took her in. But she was like seven or eight months old, I think. Um, we think that there was a guy that basically like abused her because uh, her mouth was always like a little bit off center, like one, like almost like she got hit or something. So even though I never hit her, she, you know, she never, she was always like a little skittish with me. Like there's still sometimes I would pick her up, and cuddle with her and stuff. And then I would put her back down, and then there's nothing after that. She would hide from me for a while because of course she's like I don't want to be picked up, it. But you know, I try to try to. You know, give her treats, and do whatever I could throughout her life to try to like, obviously be like, coconut, you don't have to be afraid, you know, I'm not, not going to do anything to you. Go over there and pet her or whatever, but it got to, like, uh, all of a sudden we noticed um, we noticed like, probably about seven months after Allie left that, uh, all, that I noticed that coconut was losing a lot of weight really quick because she was always a big cat like always like really like really heavy 
you know, you pick her up and you felt it, you know, it was like, oh, crap, you're a big cat. Went to pick her up after about six or seven months, and, because, I mean, she still had, she still looked as big. Like, she didn't look smaller, you know, but then you go to pick her up, and it's like, I lifted her up, and I almost, I almost felt like I almost threw her over my shoulder because I picked her up expecting the weight. And I picked her up, and she was so light. I was like, whoa, crap. So, I signed up for this uh, pet, uh, like, emergency fund called EAWP. Like, $23 a month or something. It basically gives you, like, up to $3,000 in the uh, uh, animal, uh, like, a pet emergency fund. Like, up to that amount, they'll basically cover, you know, any anything that needs to be done as long as you have an active POP membership. And so you have to sign up, pay your first month's dues, and it takes two weeks for it to become official. So it's like that you can't just sign up and have that fund available. It has like a, a great experience. So I signed up again because I'd had it before, but then of course I let it go and then Ginger passed. It was like, oh crap. Well, actually, I learned about it when Ginger was basically dying. And there's nothing that we could do about it because every every vet we talked to was like, yeah, you gotta pay pretty much when you bring her in. Well, crap, all right, you know. So, signed up, and then I had let it go when uh, Coco passed, so I wasn't able to do anything about her either, but she went pretty quick. Like, one day, even though she was losing the weight, I, I signed up for that membership, thinking, well, I just need two weeks. Uh, need, I was like, Coco to hold out for two weeks so, you know, we could actually get you with the vet, have the run test, find out what's going on, and I made it about a week. I had about a week left before we go activated. And, uh, I left to go to work one morning, and Coco seemed fine. Uh, seemed a little bit off, but seemed fine. Like, she was sitting over by the front door, and we picked her up and cuddled with her, and then I was like, alright, I gotta go to work and see you guys tonight. And that night, of course, they... She was basically laying on the couch, not moving much, except for jerking a lot. And so they were cuddling with her, and then I came home and basically picked her up and sat with her until she passed or whatever. So that was hard, you know, but again, same deal like with, with, with uh, Ginger, you know. Like, remember in one day that she's there, and then that, you know, the next, she's gone, you know. And so... And then, uh... You know, my father-in-law, he passed back in December. He'd been, he'd been uh, fighting dementia for years. I think for like seven. I think it was. I think they said he's been fighting it technically for 14 years, but the last couple years was the worst. So he passed this year on Christmas, um, or actually around Thanksgiving, I think. So. It was just, uh, you know, one week, one week he's there, and the next week he's no longer there. So it's like this uh, the, this uh, couple that I'm talking about, you know, they're, they're probably looking at it the same way. Like, you know, last week they were talking about goals they had, like down, downsizing their house, retirement goals, and now she, now the, the wife, is pretty much alone, you know. So it's like, it's one of those things, guys, you know, it's like, that's, that's why it's like it's 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 very important for all of us like, like don't don't take things for granted guys because i mean 
It's like I, I, one of my retirement goals, like I, actually one of my goals in general, not just retirement goals, but I want to, I want to be able to get into a position where I'm able to go out and see my parents a lot more. Because uh, I haven't, I haven't actually been out there to see them in a couple years. I was with the contractor. I was able to, to pick my own loads for a while. Hey, for probably like two years, I was going out there every couple months to spend the weekend with them. And uh, my grandfather was still alive at that point. And uh, you know, he was like in his nineties, but he had dementia, so he didn't—he actually didn't know who I was. <clears throat> but I knew who he was, so like I would come out there and see my parents and see my grand, you know, my grandfather. And uh, you know, would hang out, whatever. And I think there's one time during one of those visits where I think he might have had there might have been a little bit of familiarity come through, like when I, they were dropping me back off of the truck. And I was giving my dad hugs, and my, my sister hugs, and my, my grandfather, surprisingly, like, he came over and gave me a big old hug, and I was like, holy crap. You know, so I didn't want to let him go. You know, because I was like, oh my god, he remembers me. But uh, I think sometime after that visit, you know, when I switched carriers and hadn't gotten out there, is when he actually took a turn for the worse and he passed away or whatever. So, you know, I, I don't have too many regrets as far as my grandpa goes, because. You know, I was I, I kind of started going out there to see them, basically knowing that time was running out. You know, because like especially your parents or grandparents, they're they're older. You don't have there's not a lot of time. Right? Like tomorrow's not guaranteed. Next week's not guaranteed. You could you could be telling yourself, oh, I'll go out there see them see them someday soon, and then that someday soon never happens, and then you lose them. You know, so. We got we got to make most of the time that we have, and actually like that's why you know my wife and I actually talk about our oldest, about the decisions she made. In fact, we haven't been in contact with her for a year and a half. Haven't seen her grandson for a year and a half, and so like you know it could the way she's acting right now it could very well end up being that uh, by the time she you know comes around, like snaps out of it or whatever something could happen to mom or I, you know, and, or both of us, like, you know, people go out, hell, people go out and get into a car and go, go for a drive and then, like, have a drunk driver run a red light and basically kill them. And, you know, if something like that were to happen, I have no doubt that my oldest would probably feel like crap for the rest of her life about it. You know, because the things that when she left, the things that she said were pretty harsh. And it's like when the last thing you said to somebody you care about is something out of anger and hate or whatever, and then all of a sudden you lose it before you can like fix it. Because my parents and I, we had a falling out probably back in like 2011. When we moved to, to Philly, my wife had already gone out there. So like the last few months before we moved, before we officially moved, it was me and the, the, you know, the girls. And uh, pretty much a husky, a couple of cats. You know, I was trying to move a four-bedroom house pretty much all by myself. A lot of it got left behind because I was, you know, I got the biggest uh, Penske moving truck I could. And I wasn't actually able to, um, you know, to fit everything in the truck. So the stuff got left behind. And then uh, my parents basically, we had a falling out because, you know, the house wasn't in great shape because I was, I was like, I wasn't able to clean 
and tidy the house up before we left. I was doing the best I could, but I had two young kids that, you know, were just playing in the back of the truck or whatever. And I was like using the dolly and wheeling everything out, you know, loading the back of the truck. And so uh, we, we had a falling out. Like, we didn't talk for a couple years because my parents are pretty pissed, you know, justifiably. Because it was, you know, the house we that house we lived in was where you're renting from them because it was, used to be my grandparents on my mom's side. You know, it used to be their house, and my mom inherited it. And when I got out of the service, we moved in that house, we were paying my parents' rent. And uh, so it took probably like five years, five or six years, and then I was, you know, running for a carrier where I was booking my own loads, and I was like, I was really wanting to not. Uh, you know, just keep holding off and, and not not talking to them and basically have it be or have it end up being that the next time I hear from them was when somebody died. You know, I didn't want that phone call, so I, I made an app, made the attempts to start trying to reconnect. So I basically, like, booked a loadout that way. I said to my dad, like, hey, dad, um, I'm coming out, like, I'm going to be out in this part of Oklahoma or whatever. And it's like 80 miles from where you guys live. I know there's a truck stop five minutes away from you guys. Uh, I could, you know, come out that way. Would you guys be up for a visitor? You know, I come out and see you guys for the weekend. My dad was like, yeah, come on over. I'm like, oh, all right. So I started doing that whenever I could. Like, every, it was like every two or three months. You know, when I got out that way, I usually ended up in Dallas or something. And then I would then I'd be able to book a load to, to, like, Oklahoma City or whatever. And then I would just deadhead, which basically then I would drive empty from Oklahoma City out towards where my parents live and I would park at there's a loves it's not far from them. So so I was doing that, so like thankfully like yeah, even though there's still there's still anger there, I can tell from my mom, you know, love love you mom. But I can tell there's still anger there obviously from the past and, you know, I'm, not much not much more I can do about it except for what I've been doing. You know, trying to get out there to see them when I can. But that was me trying to know, like make the most, like, try to make amends, try to not take things for granted, try to at least get out there and see them when I could, you know? And then that's important. You know, it's important. If you have family that you haven't been in contact with for a while and stuff, especially with your parents, or if you're still, got, if you're still blessed enough to, or, you know, still, uh, uh, fortunate enough, I guess would be the right word to say, um, to have your grandparents around still. Don't let too much time go by, guys. Just get, you know, see them when you can, spend some time, you know, get those hugs in or whatever. Yeah, I love you's in, you know, because that's like, like again, they get, you can go to sleep with somebody tonight, like your significant other, and then wake up tomorrow and uh, have them have your significant other not wake up, you know. And then there's, and then sometimes there's regrets because like you'll lose somebody and you'll think, ah, I really wish I would have done such and such, or I really wish I would have done this, or I really wish I would have done that. You know, so there's times like, you know, we definitely stopped getting, we gave we stopped three cats, you know, because when Ginger passed, we got our, our all black cat, Binks. And when uh, Coconut passed, we got our. She looks like a tabby, but she's, a, I guess she's a tortie, because I guess she has to like orange in her greatest, in her gray uh, fur or whatever. I don't see it, but my wife, I guess, looked it up and was basically like, oh, she's technically a tortie, because she has these features, and 
you know, and I'm like, okay, cool, you know, but for me, she kind of looks like a tabby, you know, but, uh, just a little bit different features, that's why she's a tortie, but we lost Kokoda, we went out, we adopted, uh, uh, Sage, and so, there's times where I'll, I've thought about, like, taking a different job, and, like, going back over the road to try to make, to try to increase the income even more, you know, still be with still be with FedEx, but be with a different contractor, maybe be doing team stuff or whatever. And uh, you know, try to make more money. But then I thought, yeah, but I don't really want to go away because, like Ginger and Coconut, I didn't have a whole lot of time in person with them because I was on the road, only see, only getting home every couple of weeks. Now our, our oldest cat is like ten or eleven. You know, Truffles. She's our uh, she's our uh, tuxedo cat. She was not far off in age from Coconut and uh, Ginger, but we're hoping that she <laughs> that she sticks around for a while because we you know we lost the other two older cats pretty close together. We're like, yeah, Truffles, you need to stay with us. <laughs> but you know, part of when I spend time when I'm off on my weekend or whatever, not only spending time with the fam, but I'm spending time with the fur kiddos. You know, I'll swoop them up, sit down, and. You know, sit and cuddle with him. You know, pet him. Spend that quality time with him and stuff, because they're part of the family too. You know, pets aren't just you know pets; they're you know they're part of your family too. You know. But uh, you know, anybody family-wise, like you know, parents or your spouses, you know. You know, like spou there's spouses that are probably being taken for granted too because like their spouse just automatically expects them. that they're always going to be there they just let them handle everything they let them do the majority of the stuff maybe let maybe maybe one of them's a breadwinner or something and the, the one that's not necessarily the breadwinner lets the you know she enjoys the fact that <clears throat> that their uh, spouse you know handles everything bill wise keeps things afloat maybe he's the one that runs or the spouse is the one that runs and actually does the full on grocery trip and brings the you know lugs it all home or whatever while the other spouse is basically just you know at home hanging out watching YouTube or whatever and so if, they, if something were to happen you know it would change things quite a bit so we just gotta make the most of it, guys. We gotta make the most of the time we have here. We gotta make the most of the time that we have with our loved ones. You know, cause I know for me, like I would hate to be in the position. Um, cause they're not the, the, the couple, they're they're a little bit older than us, probably like 15, 20 years older, I think. They're, they're, they're in their 60s, I think. And so, you know, it, it sounded like it was a big surprise, like to, you know, potentially having gone to church, we don't know for a fact if that's what happened. And then getting home and him having a massive heart attack and literally just dying. And I was like, wow. Okay, you know. So it's like, we never know what's going to happen. You know, we never know what our time's up. So, but, um, but yeah, you know, whether it's fam, whether it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily just family either. Like, you guys have friends that you haven't, you know, that you're close with, you haven't seen in a while, you haven't talked. You know, make big time. You know, go. there's something that, that somebody posted on uh, Facebook the other day and said like, don't wait until 
I've you know I've gone to come you know to, to come say some good words, say some nice things at my funeral, visit me while I'm still here, and can appreciate those uh, those words. You know, can appreciate you making the time for them. Because sadly, that's what we do. A lot of us will. You know, a lot of people nowadays basically like, you know, they may not see somebody for 20 or 30 years and that person passes and they come to their funeral and they'll, they'll speak, speak, you know, good thoughts about their good words about them. Like, they were a really nice person and always looking out for people and always helping. You know, I'm going to miss them. Okay, well, if you're, like, you're, you're saying you're going to miss them because they're gone, but where were you those 20 or 30 years when you could have had the time to come see them, you know? Because it's, it's a sad, sad reality in today's world that that's, that, that's, that's something that happens. You know, people will just never come see somebody until it's too late, and then, then they regret they never did, you know. They regret that they never had made, made the time to come out and visit them. It's like, I want to get out to, to Philly, because I know that my wife's grandmother is like in her 90s she's in really good shape like she goes out walking and does a bunch of stuff she's really active so she's actually in really good health for somebody in their 90s but of course again she's in her 90s so they're like 80 they could be she could be here for the next five years she could be gone tomorrow we don't know i mean it's just like so i want to get up there while she's still around i want to go thankfully like i'm so grateful to my my in-laws up there because they've they've actually at least once once or twice at, at least once that I can remember that I can uh, remember but they've come down here uh, to Tennessee for a day or two or whatever for a couple days and actually like we've gone out and seen them and got to see you know um, see her grandmother and see my mother-in-law you know I mean, what do they call it? Like, if, if you, you have your mother-in-law, then, of course, like, the grandma, is that, like, your grandmother-in-law? Or is that, like, great-mother-in-law? Or is, <laughs> I don't know what the technical term is as far as, like, what she used to be. But, you know, for me, she's, we still, we basically call her grandma. You know? But it's always been great to see her. You know? And, uh, sadly, Philly is, like, he's, like, 700 miles away or whatever. So it's a little bit, a little bit hard to get up there too often, especially because you got to do a hotel stay, because there's nowhere to stay up there, you know, no room at the inn, you know, at the family's house or whatever, <laughs> so, but, you know, guys, we got to make the time, we got to, we got to not take anything for granted, we got to, you know, tell those, tell those that we love, that we love them, and that we appreciate them while they're still here, and they can, they can hear it. You know, versus like when they're gone. You know, yeah, I'm sure they'll be watching over us from up above. But you know, would it be better to actually be able to tell them all they're here? You know. So anyway, y'all, I think that's you know. I, I hope this wasn't too much like of a, of a downer episode for you guys. You know, just try it, 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 It's an important topic though. Like it, it's one of those things that we gotta we gotta make the most time that we have while we're here because like it's like me like I'm not in the greatest health and I worry about I definitely worry about either me or, me or my wife something happening to us before Allie basically tries to make amends with us but at the same time I have to tell myself well if something does and that's on Allie like that's not like if she has regrets if she loses us or whatever that's on her you know 
Like, there's nothing we can do that we, we tried to make the attempts. My wife's tried to reach out and stuff, got ghosted and told to basically fuck off. Leave me alone. Okay, well. So, if something happens to one of them, one or both of us, and, and she has that regret for the rest of her life, that's not a, that's something that, that's her personal choices and stuff, you know? Because, yeah, you can, you can get mad at somebody that you're close with, mad at family or whatever, and basically ghost them or whatever, but then if you don't, if you don't try to fix that, and they end up passing away on you or whatever, nobody's, nobody's to blame but themselves, you know? As far as the person that ghosted them and, and didn't want to try to contact them or something. So, anyway, y'all, I think we're going to call that it for tonight. Uh, I hope everybody's been having a great day. Uh, hopefully you found value in this episode. But if, you're, if you've been with me since the beginning, I just want you to know I really appreciate you guys being here. And if you're brand new, I appreciate you guys too. Feel free to like and follow. Tell your friends about uh, this podcast, whatever, because I plan to be here for a long time. And like I said, I plan to be doing getting episodes posted every Tuesday and Friday, uh, ideally between sit five and six central, you know, on both those days or whatever. But I'm about, I'm literally about <laughs> two miles away from the exit to uh, get off here to uh, do the uh, swap with the uh, uh, St. Paul, Minnesota curve. I was actually trying to get up here between 10 and 10.30 in the um, Interstate 24, right at the bridge where you crossed the Illinois, you know, where we crossed over the Ohio River or whatever. We were basically sitting for probably like 45 minutes. I don't know, like they do construction on the bridge, but for some reason we just weren't moving. So I just sent an updated text to the to the guy that's uh, that I communicate with. He does, he's been doing the night runs. Um, basically let him know that hey, 10 30 11 we were sitting still like not moving at all at uh interstate 24 so you know apologies of course but not much i can do about it so anyway y'all i uh, appreciate you being here keep being positive keep believing and uh don't let you know don't let those uh i love yous and i appreciate yous and the you know you know the hugs and the, the affection or whatever don't let it be unsaid or un, you know don't let it be don't let it go undone or unsaid. You know, take I take um, take advantage of the time that we have and tell those around you how much you love them and appreciate them. And uh, you know, and some of us some of us might be going through some crap that maybe we need to hear that. Maybe we need those hugs more than anybody. You know, because. I know I've been struggling for this past year and a half, and so it's, I'm just trying to take it one day at a time, one week at a time, and enjoy my weekend, get back to work on Tuesday, and go up, go at it again, you know? So anyway, y'all, appreciate you, uh, appreciate you guys. I uh, look forward to talking to you guys on episode 29.